Welcome to the first Big Footy Tigercast episode for 2020. And like always, we try to start things off on a really high note, and today is no exception. I'm joined today by the number nine for the Richmond AFLW team, who is our eighth signing and is one of the players that we sponsor on the Big Footy board. Hannah Bertrand, welcome to the show. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. No worries at all. Thank you so much for taking the time, especially with the season starting up next week. I know you've got a bit on your plate, so we really appreciate that. No, no worries at all. We'll start right back from the start. Very well documented, you're a lifelong Tiger supporter, which was one of the bigger sort of attractions to us to sponsor you. We obviously want to look after our own. So how did you become a Tiger supporter all those years ago? Um, yeah, I probably didn't have a choice in it much, Chris. I, um, like most of us. Yeah, exactly. And um, <laughs> I'm happy to be on the end of a, you know, a, a Tiger um, membership for all these years. I mean, there's been some... Down years, but also recently some very um, high years. So I think it's all been worth it. But um, no, I think Dad came from the Mallee, and um, there was a, a heavy Richmond supporter base in his area. So um, he came from a strong Tiger supporting family, and um, yeah. So unfortunately for Mum, um, all four kids are now are Tiger supporters, including herself now. So um, we're all mad Richmond. So it's um, pretty special for the whole family, I guess, to have me at the Tigers now. Absolutely. So who did your mum follow before converting over? Um, she was she was loosely an Essendon supporter, so it wasn't... Oh, just the change of the colour of the sash, that's okay. Yeah, not too hard. So um, <laughs> I don't think she took much convincing. It's probably just part of the agreement in the marriage for mum and dad. So. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you must have been a bit worried. I suppose, like you said, all these years of just such heartbreak um, but then obviously the last few years have been pretty good with the and then obviously you going there so did you guys did you go to the grand finals in 2017 and 19 no I, I didn't I couldn't get um, tickets in 17 um, and then um, unfortunately but also you know fortunately I was overseas for the for the grand final um, in 19 so um, we don't get much time off between VFLW and AFLW season so you have to sort of maximize that time you get to go away. So um, I was in Vietnam and um, I was watching it from an Aussie sports bar and I was I had a lot of um, Richmond support around me. So I I felt like I was still pretty close to the action, if not um, not being there. So yeah, that's so good that you can still watch it even while being not even in the country. That's so good to hear. Yeah, it was um, an eleven o'clock start, so it was a bit different here. <laughs> <laughs> And who was your favourite Tiger player growing up? Um, probably Brett Deledio, I reckon. Um, and it, yeah, probably explains the way I I play a little bit. Um, play as an outside mid, and and he did a little a fair bit of that in his time. But um, yeah, I just liked the way that he could run, and but it was also so strong in the contest. So um, I I really did like him, and I was pretty devastated when he went to the Giants, So, um, but no, still have a soft spot for him, so um, I was pretty devastated for him to miss out um, on a premiership opportunity, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, what a sliding doors moment that was for him. Leaves to, to get the premiership, and we knock him off in the prelim, and then knock him off in the grand final. It's crazy. Unfortunate, just one of those sort of heartbreaking stories, but um, yeah, he was definitely my favourite player. Now, you're one of the lucky ones living out every childhood um, dream of playing for the club that they support. How did, it, how did it come about? How did you end up being the eighth AFLW signing for us? And what does it feel like realising you get to live out that dream? Yeah, it was all pretty um, 
quick, Chris. It's sort of I, I was at Geelong um, for the last AFLW season and the, the previous two VFLW seasons there. So um, I yeah was lucky enough to get on the the Geelong AFLW list. Um, but yeah, I had a few injury setbacks um, over yeah the last this time last year. So only played the one game for Geelong and yeah subsequently just um, I was delisted so um, I sort of basically had to find a new club um, still felt like I had a lot more to give um, just hadn't had the, the big opportunity yet um, and yeah unlike a lot of other players I actually reached out to Richmond myself um, I wasn't you know headhunted by anyone in particular um, but yeah made contact with Kate Sheehan and teed up a meeting, um, met with all the staff involved in the women's program and, um, yeah, it was it was surreal sort of sitting at Punt Road at the club that I've loved all my life, um, potentially with an opportunity to play in their first AFLW team. So, um, yeah, we had a really good chat and I, I loved the, the energy they gave off and just their commitment to the women's program and, their transparency, I guess. Um, they didn't make any promises, but they, yeah, they invited me to the club, um, just to the VFL program, just to see if I wanted to come and train, see how I liked it. Um, and yeah, after that, I was obviously that was a big yes. I'd absolutely love to come and train on Punt Road. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no brainer. Um, and then, yeah, after two weeks training, I I was um, elevated and signed to the AFLW list as the yeah the eight. Um, expansion signing so yeah it was unbelievable it's a pretty uh, interesting way of doing it, I suppose were you a bit nervous having to sort of sell yourself I guess and pump your tyres up to the club to convince them to give you a chance yeah absolutely yeah especially when you've, you've been delisted it's not the um, <laughs> the nicest way to leave a club I guess but um, so you do you do have to sell yourself in a way and um, prove that you know you've, you've still got more in the tank and um, yeah it was probably in my favour that I had an injury. Um, it wasn't so much a performance-based thing at the time. Um, so, yeah, I was able to train really well and I was healthy and um, I could really show off sort of what, what I'm at Richmond to do now um, at the time. And, yeah, they, they really liked what I could bring and um, they liked – they sort of just – they look at the person as well. They, you know, liked who I was and they got along well with me and um, there was just a mutual click which – which was really, um, really good and really important to me as well. So, and, and Kate Sheen said as much on the article on the club's website that just the energy and the type of personality you are really fits in with the group and provides a really great energy. So yeah. it just seems like those two things were meant to be. Yeah, no, definitely. It sort of it happened really, um, yeah, mutually and organically. And, yeah, it, it ended up being a really good fit. And, um, yeah, couldn't be happier. And what was the first day like at the club? I mean, you, you followed them all your life and you – walking the punt road about the train on the ground, how are you feeling? Yeah, pretty nervous. Um, also, probably just coming in um, to a new team that had already formed as well. So I was, wasn't, you know, first day for everyone. Um, I was coming in basically on trial. So, um, yeah, it's hard to know where you fit um, in in the team and, you know, I'm almost a threat um, <laughs> to other spots, I guess. Um especially in that VFL team. Um, and then, yeah, so I was, I was a bit nervous as to, you know, how, how I'd be received. But, um, yeah, that was put to bed pretty early. So I was very welcomed and 
um, all the girls got around me and um, the coaching staff and, yeah, felt very much at home from the first minute. So, yeah, it was pretty Oh, good. that's good because I can only imagine how terrifying that would have been. Like you said, you're there essentially to take someone else's spot in, you know, yeah. the big the big world of football. But that's really good to hear that they made you all feel welcome. Yeah. Was, um, was there anyone that you kind of gravitated to early on as a, like a bit of a role model or someone to show you the ropes? Um, oh, there were a few that were new at the time. Like um, obviously Katie Brennan had, hadn't long been there herself, um, but she just emits this um, great aura of leadership and energy and it sort of rubs off onto everyone else. Um, so... Yeah, I got to know her quite well, um, Sabrina Frederick, obviously, um, but then all the VFL girls that um, that aren't on the, the AFLW list at the moment. But, yeah, a lot of – there's no real clicks or anything, so um, it was kind of easy to get on with all of them. So I probably couldn't pinpoint a single person, to be honest. No, that's fair. No, that's good. It's good to hear it's one big happy family. That's yeah. what the club's all about. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. What are some of the big differences that you've noticed going from a local football environment to the VFLW and now AFLW? Um, that's a good question. It's sort of been a while since I've been at that local, local level, but um, I guess just the, the standards that are set and that you need to sort of adhere to and want to adhere to. Um, obviously, you know, there's a whole – there's whole team of staff that are looking over you and almost at training looking at the track and there's almost one staff to one player ratio so um it's yeah it's a big step up in just being looked after and um anything you need is is yeah well resourced and um just the medical team and everything like that um so you feel very well supported in that regard there's obviously a lot more pressure um being the environment that it is but it's it's a healthy pressure and it's one that you've sort of wanted all your life like in juniors you you just like as a girl it was almost like if you could kick a footy you're on the team um and now it's yeah you're fighting for a spot so it's um it's a it's an awesome change but it is a big it's a big step up to and in commitment and time and things like that so did you go all the way through to what what age group in the junior level did you play up to before you sort of made that transition um so I played um, under 12s with the boys and then um, I played youth girls from about 15 to 18 and then um, and then I played in the VFL at Geelong when I was uh, – started when I was 21. So I've had like small breaks here and there from it um, and so it was mainly from the, the youth girls and a couple of years off and then into the VFL. So that was – that was definitely the, the biggest step and um, the VFLW program at Geelong sort of was set up for their AFLW program so it was very elite at that level in itself so um, yeah that's probably when I made the transition yeah. And one of your big strengths is your running uh, it's been noted on various draft websites your speed and your ability to run hard both ways have you always been a gifted runner or is it something you've worked really hard on? Um, no I've probably always been able to um, have that two-way running ability on the footy field. Um, dad's dad's come from a, a sprinting background, so um, I've sort of got my speed from him. I've probably had to work on my endurance more than anything, um, just getting my um, metres per minute up on the GPS. That's been something that I've been trying to work on um, 
and just that transitional running that you need to be really good at on the wing you need to have that two-way running ability so um I've definitely worked on it um hasn't been just a natural thing to come to me and uh, I'm certainly not you know the best 2k runner in the team or anything like that um but yeah I think um my all-round running ability sort of fits into that wing role that I've been playing for the last few years which has been good and speaking of that wing role, a few people noticed from the practice game you had on the last weekend against the Eagles that you were kind of patrolling the fat side of the ground just as that last person on the wing. Is that where your running comes into play to try and stop the opposition sort of switching out of the defence and, and stuff like that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, a big belief is that, yeah, we need to protect the corridor as much as we can. And, um, yeah, that, that fat side winger, that width winger is um, ultimately the last line of that. So, um it's it's definitely a, a a position that is not always defined by the possessions that you get, um, but it's just that that corridor um, defense, and then obviously then moving into the attack and getting involved in that. It's a, it's a dangerous area of the field, the corridor, obviously. So um, yeah, I'm just working on holding my width, and it's frustrating because you want to go and get the footy, but um, at the end of the day, you need to. Yeah, you need to be able to run both ways. and Yeah, yeah. I suppose it's one of those roles, like you said, it doesn't sort of rack up the possessions, but I think, I suppose internally, you know, your fellow teammates and the coaches would be just wrapped with, you know, the dedication to that role because it's such a big help to the team. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I've, I've learned to not take on the, the stats of a game and, you know, how many kicks, handballs, marks I get. It's um, a lot of stuff doesn't rack up a stat. So um, you need to remember that and, um, that you're there to do a role and um, if everyone plays their role, then you, it goes a long way to the team success, which is ultimately what we're all there for. So Absolutely, yeah. And what was it like being part of that historic moment when the men's and women's team combined and run out for the first combined training session as a club? Oh, yeah, it was pretty amazing, especially for myself, who's, you know, a, a Nuffy Richmond supporter. So <laughs> <laughs> it, um, it, was, it was pretty surreal. I was sitting in the team meeting with everyone and, almost my ears almost glazed over a bit I was you know just a bit um taken back by where I was at the time and um I had Trent Cochin sitting next to me and Shane Edwards on the other side of me and um yeah it was, <laughs> it was so cool. was it AFLW player Hannah sitting in the room or was it Richmond supporter <laughs> Hannah sitting in the room yeah that's a good question I'll <laughs> probably leave that for my teammates <laughs> I don't blame you. I think anyone in your position would have felt the exact same way, yeah. just looking around like, wow, this is actually happening. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a fangirl moment, but no, no, my head was in the game still, so <laughs> healthy balance. And did the, so the men's players or coaches talk to you girls much and give much advice before that first session or any just sort of words of encouragement? Um, yeah, Dima was really um, profound in his words. I, he, he really resonates with me. He's very um, articulate and... Um, cut to the chase and he's he doesn't dance around anything and what you see is what you get with him so um his advice was just you know if you, if you stuff it up you stuff it up that's you know the afl boys stuff it up every day um so we just get up and get on with the next one and just just to um enjoy it and i guess um play to your strengths which which you can see in the afl men's team um they all are, have that license to show their flair and ability and why they're you know in the AFL and he yeah he encouraged us to do the same you know show show everyone what you what you can do basically don't shy away from a challenge and if you stuff it up then on to the next one so um 
yeah, he was he was awesome. He's a really good coach, and um, uh, we had a lot of fun that night. Learned a few new things, and yeah, it was a, it was a great night. It's good to hear that's the philosophy throughout the club because it feels like a lot of the time teams can be overcoached, and it, I think we've all seen the the progression and how good it's become when players have just been allowed to do their thing. So I'm really glad that uh, you've been given the same advice. Um, yeah. Tom Hunter named your coach for the AFLW team after his fantastic work coaching the VFL program yeah. since 2017. What's Tom been like as a coach so far? Yeah, he's, like you said, you know, it, it filters down to, to all the other teams. It's the bars set by Dimmer and um, you see a lot of that in, in Tommy. So um, he's been... He's been much the same, you know, show, play to your strengths, play your role. You're not expected to, you know, be the one player to do everything. Um, you've got everyone's support around you, so you just you just play the way you play. And, um, no, he's, he's awesome. He's been so uh, welcoming and warm and approachable um, and, you know, caters for everyone's different um, styles and, you know, learnings and we're all full of questions and... Um, He's full of the answers, so um, it's been yeah, it's been awesome, and um, I'm really stoked that he's got this opportunity with the AFLW, and yeah, it'll be it'll be great to see him have success throughout these years as well. And you mentioned Katie Brennan earlier; she was obviously announced as the inaugural AFLW captain. What's it been like having her around the club for for this long now? Even though it's only been a short period of time, I guess. And what do you love most about her leadership? Yeah, Katie's kind of. Um, She's one that she doesn't have to, you know, speak a hundred words to get a point across or show her leadership. She, she's a leader in everything she does, and um, yeah, she was. She just inspires everyone to be better around her, and um, yeah, she doesn't, you know, like I said, she doesn't necessarily have to have the 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 best um, the best speech in the world prepared, but the words she says always resonate and always have a, a really deep meaning and. Um, she she really looks after everyone and um, she's always a big support for us and um, yeah I think she she looks to us for support as well so um, she's she's our captain yeah but she also brings us along the journey with her as well in that uh, we're all leaders in our own way as well so she's she's someone that you want to play well for and and be a good teammate for and um, yeah she's she's got really good values. That's really good to hear. She seems like an absolute ripper. All the sort of media stuff she's done, um, yeah, comes across as a, a very natural leader who's going to be very good for this team. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, very authentic and yeah, just the same. What you see is what you get with KB. So yeah. And with the season being well, it kicks off next week. What's your preseason been like, and what does a normal week look like for you this far out from the season? Yeah, um, preseason's been long. Um, it's a longer preseason than season, so <laughs> it's um. It's yeah, been it's been tough, but um, it's been really fun as well. And as we're getting closer to that game next Friday, um, everything's kind of coming together, which is which is good. You can often get you can often lose sight of you know why you're there when, in the early days of preseason when you're doing that grueling running and um, round one seems so far away. Um, but no, it's been it's been really tough, but um, all worth it. But yeah, I guess. I guess a normal week in the preseason is um, we we train Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Saturday mornings. So um, there's not heaps of time away from the club, but um, each session each session is different. 
which is good. It keeps it interesting. Um, the technical trainings and um, then our main trainings and, and, and some tactical ones where we watch a bit more vision. So um, it's always, yeah, a mix of um, things to be learning and there's also always a lot of information to take on, but we're, we're always able to implement it on the track um, during the season. So it's, yeah, it's it's been good. I guess this week it's the, the loads off us a little bit. Um, just with with the um, the game coming up, so we're yeah. probably able to take the foot off the, the pedal in terms of time at the club, but um, certainly not our trainings. Um, we're still yeah fully in, into that. So yeah. And you had the practice game against the Eagles last week with a twenty-eight point win. It must have been good just to get out on the park, play that game, and have a good solid win under your belt before round one. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a good um, good way to finish our. Um, practice games um we were probably a bit subpar in our performance or we definitely were um against the dogs so um it was nice that we had a bit of encouragement and um our all our hard work sort of came out against the eagles so um we're definitely still learning and um we will throughout the year and um it's yeah it's it's always just learnings from from wins and losses so um nothing sort of changes the the energy doesn't change. Um, it's it's just on to the next game. So, but it, but it is always nice to go into the season on a on a positive note like that. So yeah. And speaking of positive notes, the playing group must have been excited to hear about Monique Conti being available from round one now. Yeah, oh, absolutely. She um she got up and announced it to us, and uh, by the way she was talking, I thought it was going to go the other way. I thought she was. Oh God. <laughs> I think she did that on purpose, just quietly, but um. No, it's it's a massive relief. She's she's put in so much work to to both teams, and um, it, I I can't even imagine how hard it's been for her to sort of divide her time um, and commitment and energy um, to both teams. Just just with the hours that she has to spend with the, the basketball, and and then coming to the to footy at night. So um, I'm I'm so happy for her that she's able to commit a hundred. And ten percent to to the tigers because um she's awesome as you know and yeah she'll she'll be an absolute superstar for the years to come. And what are the expectations or goals for twenty twenty season for both you personally and for the team? Um, me personally, I just think I'm I'm keen to just get um game time in. It's been a long year of sort of rehab with my ankle that I injured in the VFL season, and then obviously only played the one game at. Along in the AFLW season, so personally, um, just to get on the track and get on the park and play some good footy um, is my goal, um, and just yeah, take it as a week by week thing. Um, as a team, obviously, there's a lot of you know firsts, and um, that comes with like awesome opportunities, but it's also you know got its challenges. We're a young team, and um, obviously, this Friday night's going to be pretty massive. Um, a lot of us haven't seen a crowd that's anticipated. Um, so I guess our, our challenges will be in the hype around um, a team like Richmond and just the, the external pressures. Um, they're positive pressures, but there's still there's still pressures, um, and especially in a, a team, a club like Richmond that are in a, a bit of a, or a very successful time. Um, I guess our goal is to just carry on that same attitude when we play just like the guys do um and yeah give it our best shot um 
and obviously hopefully come away with um, some silverware at the end of the year. That's the ultimate goal, isn't it? <laughs> That'd be a great story, wouldn't it? You won and uh, take home the flag. That'd be good. Yeah, add some more to the cabinet at Punt Road. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Start building your own ball there nicely in the foyer. Yeah. Uh, women's football has grown massively the last few years. The expansion's been just phenomenal since the introduction of AFLW. How much more scope for growth do you think female football has? Oh, heaps. I think we're only just scratching the surface at the moment. Um, you know, it's obviously a really an exciting time for women's footy at the moment, but it, it is still very new. You know, um, Richmond had to, you know, build facilities to facilitate an, um, an extra team with the women. Um, there's so many girls that want to play footy but not enough ovals to play at. So um, the growth is is without a doubt um, there and and it's it's awesome and there's so much more that will that can grow. Um, but I think the the growth now needs to <laughs> sort of catch up externally in terms of facilities and clubs and things like that. So um, I think I think it's got a long way to go and I reckon in probably past my time but I think we'll see a, a full season eventually um, which would be awesome to see. And Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, and what advice would you give to the young girls out there who have dreams of playing AFLW one day? Um, so, uh, I always struggle with this question. It's, um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's I always loved footy growing up so it was hard for me to leave the boys team and um, not have anywhere to go so my advice is just to take every opportunity I guess um, because uh, growing up I didn't have every opportunity but the ones I had I really took um, I yeah really embraced any any team I was part of and um, I was lucky that you know I was part of some successful teams and things like that but at the end of the day I just loved playing it it was never and it still isn't. I don't. I don't feel like I'm. Um, it's a job or anything like that. It, it's. I still can't believe I get paid to play AFLW. To be honest. Um, so I think at the end of the day, it's all just if you're having fun, then um, that's the easiest way to pursue a dream. Because um, if you're if you're not having fun, then you're generally not going to be doing very well at it. So yeah. Good advice, and you can see that resonates through the men's team as well with all the the jokes and the carrying on they have during the game. So. Having fun is definitely key. Mm. And last question for you, with round one coming up next Friday night versus Carlton, what can the Tiger Army expect to see from this match? It's a huge game against the arch rivals from a, a club perspective. What can we expect to see? Um, I reckon you'll just see us going at it from that first minute. Um, we certainly won't be taking this opportunity for granted. Um, you know, you don't these things don't happen every day. It's one first that we get um, a round one opening night opportunity. Um, I think you'll see a pretty hot footy um, and, yeah, a very a very committed team and um, we're going to um, do our best to block out that noise because um, at the end of the day we've got a, a job to do and that's to win the game. So um, I think, yeah, we'll, we'll really enjoy the experience and um, I hope we can get a sea of yellow and black there on Friday night. I think that'll be close to a certainty. And to, just a reminder for the game time for those listening, so it's round one versus Carlton, Friday, February 7th at Icon Park at 7.40. Please get there early. It's not a, a ticketed game, so make sure you get there early to guarantee entry into Icon Park. The gates open at 6 p.m. 
And if you're not yet a member of the AFLW team, make sure you jump onto the club's website, www.richmondfc.com.au. Head to our membership department and grab a membership and support the girls. All right, Hannah, thank you so much for coming on today. Really appreciate your time. And the Richmond faithful are right behind you and the AFLW team. So all the best for the upcoming season. And hopefully you can get a few wins on the board and bring home a premiership. No pressure. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> very nice, wouldn't it? It would be. No, absolutely. Thanks so much for your time again. Thanks, Chris. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Richmond Big Footy Tiger Cast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and YouTube so you can follow all the roasts and toasts, the reviews and previews, and all topics Richmond. Also keep an ear out for our special episodes of interviews with past players. Go Tigers.